the desert of the real. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. It's July 13th, 2022. This is Tom Richin with Removing Confusion Podcast. To realize that liars do not fear the truth if there are enough liars. That the devil is just one man with a plan, but evil. True evil is a collaboration of men. And I thank you for joining me today. This is going to be a rather serious show. I know sometimes we kind of try to mix in a little bit of levity to make the uh, reality of everything seem a little bit easier to take. But uh, as I look around, I, I have a lot of things that really disturb me. A lot of things that in my spirit don't seem correct. Perhaps even a heaviness that's weighing. And I don't think it's being displayed correctly in the news, for the most part, or in the church. And we're going to cover those topics, as we always do, with as much truth as we possibly can. The Bible says over and over again, in the words of Jesus, the words of Paul, the words of John, the words of James, and the words of Peter, to not allow anyone to deceive you. I did a, a, a talk the other day at a, at a place, and uh, I used that, and I said we can take a double context from that of we shouldn't allow anyone to deceive us, biblically specifically, or in any other way. And we should also not deceive others. Because if we're called not to be deceived, we are also called not to deceive. Don't lie. Just tell the truth. Rip the Band-Aid off, as they say. Now, before I go any further, I should thank my sponsors, Step on Socks, Step on Socks. As far as I know, they're still my sponsors. I haven't been on the air for several weeks, and I apologize for that, but it's that time of year where gardening and uh, studying and summer kind of takes over. So um, I appreciate that you're still with me if you are, and, and you know, go ahead and pass it around. Make sure that everybody knows I didn't die. 
as Mark Twain once said, you know, the, uh, the rumors of my demise are greatly, uh, exaggerated. Uh, and I know I don't even think there was a rumor that just, there's that levity we were talking about, but you know, here's the thing. These, these people that have uh, been gracious enough to give us a, a link onto their website, step on socks, they're proud, they're proud sponsors, uh, and, and they're of, of American and patriotism. And, uh, we need that. Not that it's to into the ultra nationalistic overdrive that some go into, but, uh, they have a good product. They have an interesting product and they're good, well-rounded all around American people trying to make the best of a, uh, strange situation so go to step on socks www.step on socks backslash oh yeah dot com yeah right step on socks.com backslash removing confusion buy some socks get some silver because tr- <laughs> trouble is coming and you just might need it the silver the socks are good for keeping your feet warm and they're uh an interesting icebreaker if you want to really get into a political dissertation with your liberal friends. Now, to get right down to it, brass tacks, this is this is going to have, it's Wednesday, so it's a good day to do Bible study. It's also a good day to show you a few things that really are concerning in the world around you. You may miss them if you're not on the news 24-7, and I'm not. Some of this stuff slides past me, and then I have a, a wonderful, um, i got a research assistant that helps me out quite a bit. And it's not Otis. Otis is, he's having dog days. He's over there sleeping. In Isaiah, if you know Isaiah, that's a book that we land on here at this show quite often. And I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm You know what? Churches only like to use one or two verses out of Isaiah because they're, oh, we'll get to that later. I am really steamed at what goes on in the American church, a Western church as a whole. Uh, It seems to be stuck in Platonism and can't get itself disengaged and, and really study the truth. I mean, isn't that all we're called to do is study to show yourself approved, to workmen not being ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, in Isaiah 24, Isaiah the 24th chapter. Look it up later if you're not there with me now. If you can do do the dual thing with your iPhone or whatever, that's cool too. I want to read a couple of verses. I'm going to read them forward and backward as I tend to do. Isaiah chapter 24 and verse number 20. Now, this is something me and my buddy Mike have gone back and forth with over the past few days or weeks even. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. Now, what does that mean? It's going to seem like the earth is shaken out of balance. It's it's like it can't get itself together. Now, when the Bible says earth, you know, there's some people say that's a it has a dual meaning. The earth, as in the earth. When it says the world, it usually means world systems. But this time it says earth. 
Now, some others say, well, when it speaks of earth, it only means Israel. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I don't aspire to that at all uh, in this context. God is talking to Isaiah and telling him to write these words. And what he's writing is the earth is flopping around like a drunk. It can't get its balance. You know, if you've ever been inebriated, repent. But if you've ever been inebriated, you know the feeling. You can't get your balance. You know, the the room seems like it's spinning when you lie down. Uh, It happens. And if you've never been inebriated, do not do it just to find out what it's like. If you really want to know, just stand there and spin in circles for a little bit, you know, and then try to walk, and you'll find out what it feels like. You're dizzy. You're out of balance. You can't stand straight. Now, when our earth gets to that point, that's a pretty bad thing because we all live on it. Let's read another one real quickly. From the other mo- this is verse number 16. See, I went backwards again. From the uttermost part of the earth have we heard songs and glory to the king to the righteous. But I said, my leanness, my leanness, woe unto me. The treacherous dealers have dealt treacherously. Yea, the treacherous dealers have dealt very treacherously now the bible repeats things for a reason it wants to emphasize something firstly it they the treacherous dealers just dealt treacherously and then i would say as they figured out well we can do that they dealt very treacherously they upped it they upped their ante a bit now who are these treacherous dealers it doesn't take a lot of imagination to figure out who they are in the world that we live in. I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of things that are happening around us. Uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, those of us who live here in the United States and abroad probably have heard that the Supreme Court overturned the federal the federal backing of Roe versus Wade, the right for uh, a lady to have an abortion and kill her child. So the, the, what did, you know, and there, I, I know some preachers that, you know, they were ready to dance when this happened. Well, the dancing shouldn't start yet because the, the war is not over. But what we do have and we can be positive about is certain states, and there were 13 of them that I know of, 13, just like in the beginning we had 13 colonies. Isn't that interesting? And this is the 13th of July. Great. Well, anyway, 13 states had trigger laws that as soon as this was overturned or however the judges went they would automatically abolish abortion in their states now i don't know who they are no missouri was one west virginia a few others and uh yeah oh was it california no heavens no they're doubling down they want to kill more babies uh liz warren the idiot and some, you know, it's not nice to say these things. As a Christian person, you should watch what you say. But she's a moron. She wants to put up abortion tents on federal land. Isn't that one? Or you go to Yosemite to see the falls, or you go to Yellowstone to see Old Faithful, and in the background there's the abortion clinic. Oh, before, before the next eruption of 
Old Faithful, you can have your abortion, and maybe six or seven other people do. These people are demented. They're sick. They're killers. They, they, they usurp the blood of the innocent, and they don't care. They talk about it as if it's nothing. Watch them. They are demonic. They're so mad. They're so upset. They can't handle it. We're not going to put up with it. I don't care what they say. Joe Biden says, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll just write an executive order, knowing he can't, or maybe he doesn't know. But his lawyers that walk around that White House all day knew he's talking out his head. He can't do it. He's just trying to appease the killers. He's one of them. These guys are, they're, they are, they're, they're sick. Then the gun rights uh, came down on the right side of things for New York where they said you had to have all this, that, and the other thing, and the judges say, no, I'm, I'm, going, I'm briefly going over this. And, of course, you know, freedom of speech is always under attack anymore. If you say the wrong thing, you're done. Jill Biden wrote something on Twitter. I saw this earlier on, on the news, Tucker Carlson, and uh, she wrote something about a woman's right to choose and all this kind of stuff, you know, the abortion rights. And, a, and a, a United States Army officer, I forget what rank, he might have been a colonel or somewhere in there, he wrote back and said, well, it's nice to know that now you know what a woman is. Because the, these people, when they're asked what a woman is, well, we can't define a woman because they want to throw all the drag queens in there as women as well. Or anybody who wakes up one day and says, oh, I'm a woman today. So he made the, st- the statement on Twitter, you know, it's nice to know now you know what a woman is. He's been suspended and possibly will be tossed out of the United States Army for speaking his mind. He really didn't say anything that bad. He didn't threaten anyone. He didn't say, you know, I hope you die and go to hell. He didn't say anything like that. He just said, it's nice to know you know what a woman is. But you can't. Uh, go against Dr. Jill Biden, who's really not a doctor. I mean, yeah, she's a PhD. I know people that have been given PhDs, doctorates, and, you know, a lot of them stand in pulpits across our country. One of them was a big guy by the name of Billy Graham, Dr. Billy Graham, an honorary doctorate that was bestowed upon him. Now, you know, is that okay? Sure, why not? You can call, yeah, call yourself whatever you want. Okay, knowing that what we just read, that the world is reeling back and forth, flopping around like a drunk, let's look at some things that are happening around our world. Albania, there are riots erupting. A lot of these things have to do with food and fuel, and high rates of inflation. And when I say fuel, I also mean electricity, which is being shut off on a lot of people because they've gone for this Green New Deal garbage or worldwide climate change uh, malarkey to keep myself clean and out of trouble. And then, therefore, comes the problem. You can't buy gas can't put diesel in your tractor to plow your field. Uh, Oh, you can't have cows because they fart and cause ozone problems. That's such a lie. Albania, 
they're having riots. UK, United Kingdom, their uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson got himself into some tight spots here. A few lies, I guess, here and there, a little bit of graft, and, you know, some sex scandals are running around. So he's going to step down, and they're looking for a replacement within the next 30 or 60 days. And here's the thing, United Kingdom, when you lie to the people, when you tell them one thing and do something else, I'll give the, I'll give the Brits and the UKs a, a little bit of credit. They don't put up with it. They will tell you, sayonara, buddy, you're out of here. Oh, sayonara, that's Japanese. Yeah, let's go to let's jump to Japan. Oh, wait a minute, before we leave UK, uh, quietly under the radar, they slipped this little bit out. The United Kingdom did a study, 94%, 94% of deaths from COVID-19 are fully vaxxed. And we're talking triple and quadruple vaxxed. 94% of the people in the United Kingdom who died from COVID over the past couple of years or whatever, or since the shots came out, are fully vaccinated so don't try to tell me oh i'm glad i got the vaccine because it would have been worse if i wouldn't have no you just don't know what's brewing inside your body if you've had the vaccine i'm sorry there's nothing you can do about it it's in you it's done they'll tell you all to wear off it'll only wear off in its effects to fight the disease if it ever could the spike proteins are still in your body creating blood clots heart and lung issues, brain issues, and everything else. That's just a statement of facts. So back to sayonara, we go to Japan. Uh, Former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was out doing a a stump speech for another politician in his party. Now, Shinzo Abe was was what we would call a, a conservative or a Republican in our country. You know, so he was on the, he, he wasn't into this, climate change garbage there's actually pictures of him standing there uh with his arms crossed while uh all the other idiots from europe like uh what was her name looked like hitler hitler's daughter i can't remember um it'll come to me later and all the other you know macron and and all these other nitwits are standing around you like studying the paperwork he's standing off with his arms crossed saying this is bull and didn't get a part of it Shinzo Abe went to do a stump speech and was gunned down, shot to death with a what was said to be a, a homemade shotgun-type weapon. Now, this is Japan, where we don't hear a lot about gun deaths because they do have a, probably have some serious laws about such things. But here's the deal. This man is killed. And what does our mainstream media say here? Oh, he was an ultra right wing nationalist. Now, that's a Nazi. That's what they're saying. If you believe in your country, if you believe in standing up for the rights of your nation, and that can happen here as well, that's the same things they've painted. Any of us who voted for Donald Trump, any of us who supported him, anybody who said this election was rigged, you're an ultra-right-wing nationalist. You're a Nazi. Let that sink in. The mainstream media painted Shinzo Abe 
as a Nazi because he he was for his country, not every other one out there. Don't you wish you could go back to the days when things were made in Japan? I wonder what ever happened to that. Some of the best uh, offshore guitars came from Japan, uh, Fender Fender Stratocasters and Telecasters that were made in Japan were actually very good made stuff. Now they're Indonesia and everywhere else. Just as an aside of things I do know about. In Holland, farmers are rioting because they're telling them that they've got to let their cows die or whatever because of cow flatulence and the environment. They've been attacking the the global elite have been attacking farmers for decades they've really ratcheted it up now i want you to understand something when i bring these things out the bible again tells us that the devil when those last days are coming upon you he knows his time is but short so he turns up the heat what is happening the rulers of this world are drunk on power. The rulers of this world are making decisions that really cause us all serious problems. Uh, the the riots of the farmers, they're driving their tractors up and down the roads in Holland, just like the truckers did in Canada uh, a few months ago. It's lines of tractors, and God bless them, because diesel fuel can't be cheap over there either. But the, the farmers are rioting, and the firemen have joined in with them. Because I guess firemen know that, uh, hey, these guys grow our food. They supply us with beef. And not just the, the Netherlands. They actually export a great amount of farm food, you know, farm produce and meat to the world in a time where... These kinds of things, because of the war in Russia and Ukraine, are, is going on. You know, wheat and meat and fertilizer are becoming less and less of a reality. And now we're going to shut off Holland so they can't do it. Sri Lanka riots and the government flees. I mean, they had to. They had to get on a plane and get out of town. Because of their Green New Deal ideals. Most of all these things have to do with the Green New Deal, the ecological overreach of their governments, guided by the climate accords that John Kerry is so wild and crazy about while he flies around on his private jet, emitting all kinds of, you know, ecological emissions bad for the but yeah they these guys left they knew they had to they're going to be dead there there's uh pictures of it on the uh internet it's like hundreds of thousands of people just going after them it's like tucker carlson's going through the sock drawers and swimming in their swimming pools now that was an insurrection they overthrew the government. It's not January 6th here in the United States where these idiots sit on a dais, a dais, and render their opinions. 
on what happened January 6th. That nimskull, Liz, Elizabeth Cheney, who sits there and, and talks about the fear and the, and the anxiety that was caused by January 6th, 2021. No one was killed except Ashley Babbitt and another lady whose name has slipped me, Roseanne Boylan, it was trampled to death. Roseanne Boylan and and uh, Ashley Babbitt shot by a cop who, as far as I know, is still a cop for no reason at all. He was armed. She was not. As far as we know, no one in the crowd was armed. You cannot have an armed insurrection without arms. I mean, talking gun arms or knives or clubs or pitchforks or torches. They did break some windows here and there, but it comes to find out most of those people were plants in the in the crowd, pushed by the FBI to do more and more. And the, and the truth is coming out, folks. But you'll never see it in those hearings that they're doing. In Sri Lanka, they aren't having hearings. They left. Armenia. Riots in Armenia. I don't know the exact reason for those just yet. Syria, we're back over there throwing bombs down. Isn't that nice? Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at the uh, food collapse. Bread will be emptied from shelves within days, warns Sri Lankan bakery owners. <laughs> I was just at one of the major stores in my own area, and I live in a small town type area. I'm out in the country surrounded by small towns. You know, the nearest big town is Canton, Ohio, and that's not very big. It's still just, to most people, it's a town. Uh, it does encompass a little bit. I went into a small town, little, you know, nationally owned chain store. The bread aisle was nearly empty. And I'm not talking about the good bread. That stuff's usually still $5 loaf bread still hanging in there. But the Wonder Bread, Nichols, Schwabels, you know, the, those breads, they were, it was gone. There's still some bread there. And uh, I would say, Nothing good. Nothing that I was going to buy. And they still had to, like, say, the $3 on up bread, there was still a little bit, but most of the uh, most of bread was gone. I guess the bakers here are saying the same thing. We don't have the wheat. We can't make you the bread. My wife, who's the ultimate optimist in the family says, well, maybe they just hadn't got it to the shelf yet. And I said, well, you know, that could be, you know, I can't discount that. She's probably right on some level, but typically the bread deliveries come in in the morning to the stores. You know, they, 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 they probably for a store this size, I would imagine that little bread truck empties out its entire contents to the store in the morning. This was later in the evening that we were there, 6 or 7 o'clock, and there was nothing and nobody restocking it. 
and you're always tripping over these people while you're trying to buy anything. They're, they got their big cart in the middle of the aisle and they're putting canned goods out or whatever. They weren't putting any bread out. They say, speaking of the United States for a minute, the inflation rate here has reached 9.1%. But uh, I believe what some others have said, it is higher than that or much worse than they want to let on. Because the higher that inflation rate goes, the worse things get for us. We pay more for everything. There's more money flooding the market doesn't make it good. It makes it bad. We could be well over 10%. Truth just hasn't come to us. Northern Africa, back to our world events category. I know we've been sending troops to Northern Africa. Syria, we're again dropping bombs. There's another um, Isaiah prophecy about Damascus, which is in Syria, the one of the longest. I think it actually might be the longest existing city on the planet, like for over four thousand years, it's existed. And Isaiah says it will be completely demolished, never to be inhabited again. And my wife says well, that 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 hasn't come to to fruition yet. That that, that hasn't happened. So. We're still standing there, you know, waiting for these things to happen. Now we're back there playing in Syria once again. The burden of Damascus. This is Isaiah 17. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. That's pretty plain. Now, over the years, many guys have, you know, prophecy experts have postulated on that. What does it mean? Well, it's going to be gone. It's going to turn into rubble. Uh, most of Syria already is. You know, is it worth rebuilding? All the people left. Went to the up to Europe. So, you know, there's that. You know, places like Homs and Aleppo and all those. They're, they're, they were bombed to snot. And uh, Damascus still stands, but how long? How long before... Something happens and it gets nuked. A lot, the word nuke has been tossed around quite a bit in recent years. Now, to switch gears, we, I gave you all that. You can go back and listen to it again if you want to, if, you, if I went too quickly. And I'm, not, I'm probably leaving some out that I don't know about. I'll tell you this much, though. The Great Red Dragon, that I believe is China, because they do use for their mascot or whatever, a dragon. The dragon of China is sitting back kind of watching all this stuff, aren't they? They're probably instigating some of it. We don't know. I want to bear false witness against the Chinese. But there's obviously something up. And, you know, they're staying out of stuff. You know, They're probably sending money to Russia or whoever they want to to fund that war, they, you know, making sure that Iraq, or, or I'm sorry, Iran gets as much nuclear uh, capability as they can get through, you know, proxies and everything else. But an ama- amazing thing to me as a Christian, 
What's the church talk about? Does the church bridge these subjects? I mean, I'm going to say, I'll say this. I know there are some that do, and there are good ones. I've, my friend and fellow laborer out there, John Haller, from the Fellowship Bible Chapel up in Columbus, Ohio, he does, a, he does an extensive prophecy update every week. And uh, I haven't got to listen to John for watching for a while because, again, you know, it's summer and I kind of miss out on things. But he does a pretty in-depth, I mean, he may be a little too in-depth for some, but he does an in-depth study weekly through newspapers and magazines and all kinds of stuff and the Bible to come up with the things that are going on in the world and how they relate to Bible prophecy. He's very cautious about what he says in the in regard to that so that he doesn't mislead anybody. I, as well, try to be as cautious as I can here and I don't go into that much detail. I'm just telling you, there are things happening, and the Bible tells us these are the things that will come. Uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39, Revelation 20, 21, 22, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. And those are just the, the really big highlighted ones that we know of, that we know for sure, speak of strict end times Bible prophecy. I, I didn't cover them all. You know, there's Second Timothy chapter 3, chapter 4. You know, the, the, all these things that, you know, they tell you to watch for the signs. You know, and all, all we hear, when you, when you have a guy come to a, a, a nominal church, you know, one who's bred and dread in pre-tribulation rapturism, you know, they'll come in and say, I'm going to talk to you about the second coming of Christ. Come back tonight and hear it. You know, come back that night because, you know, you feel obligated or you have a piece in the ministry and you sit down there and you listen to them. Oh, right off the bat, we're going to go to First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 and talk about the rapture. We're going to go to First Corinthians chapter 15 and talk about the rapture. That's their idea of end times things, end time study. Eschatology is what we call it, eschatology. But that's where it stops for them because they say there's no more signs, but yet the Bible says there's plenty of them. You can't put one and one together to make two. You shouldn't be trying to talk about something. Go back to preaching about nothing. I shouldn't say that. I'll just get excited. But when it, where is the church? Yes, you can overdo this. Yes, you can go too far. But what has happened is they've doled out for so long, and I have it written down here a long time ago, is they don't want you to eat meat. You know, they don't think you're, I'm going to tell you something. I've heard, I have heard preachers who say, uh, oh, no, you don't talk about revelation because the people aren't smart enough to take it. The people aren't uh, capable to understand it. No, what it is is you don't understand it. What it is is you are you can't study so that people will know what's going on. And you don't know of anybody who can 
rightfully bring that information to you. Revelation is a very detailed book. It's very difficult at times to understand. I've been studying myself for a while on the millennial kingdom of Christ. And I've heard people say, well, we don't know. Is it a thousand years or, you know, is it a thousand years? This is a day and a day is a thousand years. You know, so it might only be, you know, a thousand days or something. How ignorant can you be? Six times, six times. In Revelation 21, it says a thousand years after a thousand years, a thousand years. Christ will reign with you. We will reign with Christ for a thousand years. How many, how many times you got to say a thousand years before you actually get it's a thousand years. It's not some, uh, out of, out of shape, you know, not linear statement. It says a thousand years period. That's off my topic. That's just something I'm studying. Cause it is, it's again, that's a, that's a, that's a topic. It's got a little bit of wavering to it. You got to figure out, you know, who's going to be there? But don't eat the meat. And the government's telling you the same thing. So you can waylay this to the church. Paul says, I give you milk because you're not ready for meat. But some preachers are never ready. They can't preach meat because they don't, they don't have any. All they got is milk products. So they mix up milk and sugar and they give you ice cream. Ice milk. What's that do? Makes you fat. Makes you diabetic. And what happens then? Nothing. You walk out and you're like, well, that was a good sermon. What was it about? I'm not really sure. Didn't really strike me as much. I try to listen as much as I can because that's what I'm there for. But I walk away a lot of times shaking my head. Where's the church? Still doing the same old thing. You know, I've had several pastors over the years, more than one. We just preach a salvation message to the same 50, 100 or less people. We don't teach here. We just preach. We just preach the word. We, don't, we just preach salvation. We preach witnessing. That's it. If you haven't got through to them after how many every years, you're never going to. They put on the blinders. You know, they just forget. There's nothing out there to see. The world's always going to be a mess. You know, we could could be a thousand years before Jesus comes back. Look around you. The, those those rapture passages that they're stuck on, are are they're pretty plain. One of them says, you are not to be children of the night, but children of the day. I'm paraphrasing. Know the signs that are around. You won't know the day, but you should know the time in which you live. And they'll say, well, they preached uh, that Jesus might have came back in in their day, back in the Bible days, the days of the New Testament. And to a certain degree, you may see that. But I'll tell you something. Peter, Peter knew that Jesus would not return to set up his kingdom in his time because Jesus told him how he would die. 
He says, you will be lifted up. As a young man, you did your own thing. As an old man, as an old man, another will lift you up. He told him he's going to be crucified. Peter knew he wasn't going to make it until the uh, return of Christ, the, the second return. He knew that. So they didn't all preach that Christ would return in their time. They may have hoped for it, but they uh, they didn't really. They didn't really believe it that it would happen that way. You know, when we become disengaged from reality, when we when we say, "Well, I don't want to hear about all that stuff. I, I just want a you know nice up, upbeat message to get me through the week." And then you walk out and and you watch as the sirens are going off and the people are running down the street and and there's riots in the big cities and there's homeless idiots sitting all over the place, needles all over the place, and children getting off the school bus and walking through this passel of who knows what. I'm not saying all homeless people are bad. I don't believe that. But there are some real bad apples amongst them. How many kids are going to come up missing because they get attacked while they walk home from the school bus through a sea of homeless people like they do in San Francisco, for example? Once one of our most beautiful cities, a lot of history. Now it's, as God would call it, I've made it into a dunghill because they, they don't follow God. It's an epicenter of a lot of bad things in in San Francisco. If you go back a, a few years even, you'll find I did a podcast a long time ago called Desolate Places, and I believe it's on this app that you're on right now. And I brought Frisco into that of being the epicenter of a lot of bad things over the past 50 or 60 years, specifically. So what do we do in the church was we just disengage from reality and, and dole out milk to the pews. Here you go. Here's your, here's your glass of milk. You know, we don't want you to get too much, you know, uh, too much to chew on because you can't handle it. I'm going to tell you something. I can't stand when they tell me I can't handle something as a Christian. As a Christian, I believe, first of all, you've made an intelligent decision at least once in your life, to follow Jesus. But did they tell you that's what you should do when you knelt to say the sinner's prayer, which I have my own reservations about? Or did it just convert you to something and you don't even know what it is and you go for years without having any idea and are you really saved or not or am I just going through the motions? Because they lie to you. You said the prayer, you're saved. You asked Jesus into your heart. There's a book out there somewhere that I've, I've, I've got around here somewhere too that said, quit asking Jesus into your heart. Ask him into your life. Yes, the Holy Spirit indwells you, but it becomes so trite the way that it's put, and people just you know take for granted because they said a prayer. It's like, you know, I have this, special little thing that if you do it just this way you're you're guaranteed for eternity you don't have to do anything else now truthfully there's no works 
that can get you there. But your life should change. There's repentance, and there's what the, which is a Greek word called metanoia, which means changing, turning around, going the other direction, not saying a, a few words, nice words, and then just keep going in the same direction you were on, you know? It's like if you're on a sidewalk and you decide to, you know, there's danger ahead or or whatever. But, yeah, it's okay. I'm going to go right through it. I'm just keep going. Same old life. No turning around. No changing. It takes years sometimes to change some habits. But we don't want to practice these things. We don't want to be, we want to keep going and doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. We are to repent from these things, turn around and go the other direction from all the bad stuff. Get away from the bad, go to the good. COVID thing. I heard a guy say this the other day. His name's Randy Caldwell, I think. And you can find him doing a, uh, you look up on, I think it's Rumble. It's the Thrive Time radio show. Might be a little too upbeat for some, but <laughs> they're an interesting group too. But if you go and watch this video, it's an hour long probably, where Randy goes through the 6,000 year thing. I have not done that here. I don't, I, not that I don't believe that, there's a setup of 6,000 years that God from the beginning did. And we'll talk about that later. But he goes through this whole thing about end times. And at one point, he says, I just want to give my opinion on something. And I told my buddy and a few other people that I'm stealing this one. He says, you know, when the COVID, well, let me stop. He says, you know, a, a, a physicist can tell you when you take an orange and put it in a vice and crank it down, you, you get orange juice or a lemon. You get lemon juice or an apple. You get apple juice. You stick an oil can in there and crank it down. The oil is going to come out. And I, I believe here before we talked about things like tribulation and persecution and, uh, the word in Greek that is philipsis. And I think that one's, it goes with tribulation is a squeezing a pressing in when COVID-19 came, this fellow says when COVID-19 came along, you know, it, it did that. It did. And I, these are using my own words. It did that. It kind of squeezed people because they were locked down. They weren't allowed to go places. They were, they were told you can't do this. And they were, they closed businesses and all the other things. And then they put all these restraints upon them on the way out and you had to wear a mask and you got to, you know, wash your hands 150,000 times a day with alcohol, blah, blah, blah. When the, when the United States for the most part, and I will just say this, when the church got squeezed, the only thing that came out was fear. So fearful were they, they went out and rolled their sleeves up and took shots of who knows what kind of garbage into their system, which to this day is probably doing who knows what inside their system. And some this every time they get a chance, there's a new one out, they got to get that new jab shot. They got to get their booster. 
I'm afraid I'll get COVID. And then they get it anyway, and they make excuses for it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I have caused enough problems for one day. It is good to be back with you again. Ranting and raving from a high atop the Richardson Media Empire. Until next time, and hopefully it will be shortly. This is Tom Richardson, Removing Confusion Podcast. Remember our sponsors, stepponsocks.com backslash removing confusion. Go see them, go buy some socks, get some silver. July 13th, 2022. We're almost halfway through July. Have a great day. Get out and enjoy life. Listen to me at night when you're sitting around doing nothing. Turn off the TV and get some removing confusion. See you later.